This podcast is a casual conversation about mental health. All topics discussed are based on our own personal opinions and should not be interpreted as professional advice. If you need assistance with your mental health, please contact a healthcare provider. I'm overstimulated. Expect the long-awaited evolution of my brain. But if mentally we synchronize, despite what we despise, there's a chance that maybe I won't go insane. Hi, friends! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back for season two. Welcome That's back. four, but two. Season two. Of Mental Sync. We are back the only and show, we are... Oh, the, tagline. We are the only show. We're the only show. That's it. That does not prepare. Nope. <laughs> for their episodes. Not a bit. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about therapy. Therapy. You know it. You love it. Or maybe you hate it. But you know it for sure. Either way, you know it. You know it exists. You know what it is. My therapist dropped me like last week. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay because I have like four. So <laughs> I'm okay. just kidding. I don't have four. I don't have four. I have I have two. Okay. Um, Because I was seeing like they work at the same practice and each one of them had like because I go weekly to therapy. Okay. So it's like I see one on one week and then the other one on that next week. And then they just talk about me <laughs> internally. <laughs> then they have meetings and, then, and they're like, okay. Let's, they get let's, their dunks and they're like, so Emily. <laughs> they compile their data and they're just like, what is going on in this yes. woman's brain? What, what, oh, what a mess. Mm-hmm. So she dropped me, but not because I'm like crazy i mean i am but like i feel like most of the time when you hear about people like dropping their patients it's because they're like this is a lot and i just can't can't, i don't know how to help you but that's not what happened to you no that's not what happened to me okay what happened to me is she changed her times for like when she's available and unfortunately Uh, it's days that i have to go into boston and she couldn't accommodate me on a different day so she was like okay sorry bye that sucks. Yeah. It's not her fault. It kind of did suck. It's not okay. her fault. But it was kind of, I was kind of sad, to be honest. I was a little yeah. like, but yeah. that's okay, because I got one more. Let's hey, hope she doesn't change more. her hours. <laughs> we had um last, not last session, but last uh, season, uh, we were talking about at one point how I was doing um better help, uh, better help therapy. Did I ever, I don't know if I told oh, you yes. on the podcast, like what had happened with that. I don't remember. No, I'm I don't gonna... even think I know what happened with that. Oh, okay, great. Well, so um, I'm not story doing... Story time. Story time. Uh, I'm not doing um, BetterHelp anymore. Not Like, I still absolutely recommend it as a service. It's um, But it was a similar situation <laughs> to you where I found the first therapist that I matched with, I, I vibed with. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then her hours changed. And I was like, oh, I just can't. I just can't do those hours. Like, yeah. Um, and then I uh, tried a few more therapists, um, and unfortunately, due to timing and like delays, I just wasn't quite able to find someone. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, by the end, you of mean my you month, don't want to explain your story over and over and over again? No. Eight times either because I was with this first therapist for like two, three weeks, and then uh, her hours had to change, which is not her fault at all. But then I didn't have enough time before my month subscription <clears throat> ran out. Uh, to find someone else that I really meshed with in the same way. So I ended up not continuing. Um, 
my session, but a big contributor to that is that like I was going to therapy for a couple like more situational stressors that I was able to start talking through and I would have liked to like keep doing therapy. But because I've done so much therapy in the past, um, I do feel very confident with the tools that I've mm -hmm. gotten from therapy where I've been like, you know, I think I'm actually in a place where um, I can, I, I know what I need to do is like verbalize and like put externalize my feelings and my thoughts. But I have right. so many other ways to do that, that uh, I've been doing okay without it the last month or so well, that's good yeah. <clears throat> that's good um i would like to state that my belief is that everybody needs therapy whether or not you yeah. have like some form of anxiety or depression or anything else i think that it's really important that people like know that therapy is like just kind of a tool it's an unbiased person hopefully <laughs> hopefully <Yeah. laughs> they're yeah, also human one. They're not going to fix your problems. They're going to help you fix your problems. Um, and I think that's another like big misconception is they're like, oh, I'm afraid to go to therapy because like I don't want anybody to like do this for me or like send me here or try to put me on meds. And it's like, mm, that's not really how it works. Um, yeah. No therapist is going to tell you what you have to do. It's entirely, it's entirely in your control. Like you have full right. autonomy over right. your therapy sessions. And if you're meant to feel otherwise, that's not a good therapist. Right, right. And, you know, I want to kind of go off of your point earlier of saying that, um, like, if you don't mesh with a therapist, it's okay to say, like, or to not schedule another appointment or to be like, okay, I'm just gonna like, wait, like, when they ask you, hey, do we want to do same time next week or whatever? And if you're not sure, you can be like, no, <laughs> or like, in a nicer way, be like, you know, like, uh, I'm actually not sure about my schedule next week, but I'll get back to you about when I want to meet again. And I think that that's a nice way to be basically be like, I don't know if I like this or this is for me, but it's really important that you also, I know it's so hard to find a therapist right now. It really is. Like it took yeah. me forever. Um, it took me like two years actually to finally get <laughs> someone who was like, yeah, I have availability. <laughs> and I was like, Oh wow. Two years later. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's just important to, um, to find someone that you do mesh with and who can kind of like relate in a way that's like helpful for you. Because I know everybody, the way they accept, I guess I want, I don't want to say advice, but like the way that they, all right, let me start over with how I feel about sure. how you should find a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically I, for example, I do really well when I have someone to collaborate with rather than someone who's like, oh, well, maybe this is what's happening. And have you tried this? Like, so I personally need someone who's going to sit there with me and be like, all right, let's like break this down a little bit. And like, let's figure out what exactly where we're going wrong hmm. or like where this is bothering you or let's like dig a little bit deeper. But I, I do better with that. And some people do better with someone who offers advice but they also can't offer you advice so they're not gonna be like you should do this but like they'll do better in an environment where the therapist might sit there and be like let's try x y and z like or yeah. have you let's think about it this way but i definitely am more of a person who needs someone who will sit there and like be like all right wait a minute like take a breath like let's let's talk about that and i'm like okay that's fine <laughs> so um yeah, and I, I like that you also used the words like, you know, you have the tools because 
my the first therapist I ever had, he always said that I'd have my little therapy toolbox that I could just like take a tool out when I need it. And I definitely still do. Like there's been a lot of things that he's helped me with um, over the years that I'm like, well, I'm going to pull out my little toolbox and try this. <laughs> pull so, out my, little, my little kit. And my then... little kit. And, you know, because <laughs> um, one of one of the things that I constantly use to this day, and I mean, my first therapist, I think I started seeing him when I was like 15 or 16. Um, and I was just like, I, I still to this day struggle with, I guess, like when something happens, I internalize that a lot. Like, mm. like if somebody if somebody's upset with me, it, it affects, and I, I, I'm saying this in a very broad way. It's not really how I feel like a hundred percent, but it's kind of what, what happens in my mind is I feel very, like, it feels personal mm. and it's not always personal. And yeah. I just have like a hard time at times being able to like separate, okay, this person is just doing this for whatever reason. And I'm doing, and it's not about me. So one of the things that he kind of taught me in those moments is to be like, when I do get like overwhelmed or upset to be able to sit there and be like, okay, I'm still Emily. My favorite color is still green. Or, you know, like even, even when something happens where somebody is like directly like kind of insulting you, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, like at like work, like I've had someone like when I worked at in like one of the emergency departments in Boston, um, there was this one nurse who was always, she was so mean to me, like all the time. Like, which was just, like, not okay, but she was just so mean, and I'd, like, leave there and be like, am I incompetent? Do I not know what I'm doing? When, in fact, I'm like, no, I've actually been doing what I've been doing longer than she's been doing what she's been doing, and I'm still Emily. My favorite color is still green. Like, I still, like, you just, it's just a grounding technique, so... That's Again, cool. like, I, like I feel like that's what therapy provides you with, like little tools in your toolbox. You got this toolbox and you just learn how to like cope with some of the things that happen in life in yeah. a more effective way. So yeah. everybody it, find a therapist right now. Everyone like, go, go. <laughs> because um, guess what? Your therapist most likely has a therapist. So yeah, Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's what's interesting. There are so many different kinds of therapy that like because therapy is like i think therapy is pretty widely accepted um as like a a like a therapist being a type of doctor um but it's still we're still new we're still well, new. let me i guess more so what i sorry i just want to correct the technicality of a therapist yes for a second so there's there's two different type well there's a oh yeah i didn't types. mean i didn't mean doctor yeah um but I just I just want to clarify that because it's a good point to clarify yes, is like yes, yeah, yeah. most of the time people who you are going to see for therapy are not psychiatrists who have gone to medical school and can right. provide you with medication. So for more context, like I have a therapist, but I also have a psychiatrist who is my medication provider. So right. Yes. Yes. So like my therapist, she's a licensed social worker and some others might just have like masters in psychology or whatever, but they have all sorts of different things, but they're not people who can like actually prescribe you medication or like do anything further than right. Just, just to clarify. Yeah. Just to no, clarify. Cause that's, that, a, good that's point. a great point. That's, that's yeah. an, an important distinction. So more so what I mean is that in the same way that, you know, um, like mental health, uh, we are in a place, I think in this world where mental health is starting to be really understood. Um, <clears throat> I keep burping. Mental health is really starting to be understood as important. Like that's a more 
general understanding, but we're still very new um, yes. at actually accepting it beyond just knowing it's important. Um, in that same sense, like relating that to therapy, um, people know that therapists, like going to a therapist is important if you are in need of a therapist. But mm -hmm. what we are still, I think, learning is what needing a therapist really means. And one thing right. that I always love to say whenever, you know, um, and I, I've talked to like my parents about you know, going to therapy and they've had a lot of questions and you know, it's definitely, especially with older generations, a thing to say, oh, well, I, you know, I'm really okay. I've done therapy before, but I, I really am okay. I know how to handle my stress. And it's like, that's great. And that's good. And, you know, that's not to say that everyone needs to go to therapy or else they will not be able to handle their right. mental health crises, whatever. But a therapist, when I say a type of doctor, what I mean is like a therapist is uh, a health professional in right. the same sense, like putting them on the same plane as yes, den yes. dentists and pediatricians and you know, when you go to your dentist, you, you can go to your dentist if you have a full-on mouthful of cavities or if you ha need like a root canal or you're in pain. Ugh. Those are reasons to go to the dentist, no doubt. I hate the dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that said, that's not the only reason to go to the dentist. You don't just go to the dentist when your mouth yes. is bleeding and has cavities and you're in too much pain. That kind of to me means you waited too long to go to the dentist yes, you're supposed absolutely. to go to the dentist every six months for preventative care and right. that is the benefit of therapy i think going to therapists yes. for preventative care and people you know it's saying hey right. uh what are the what are some tools that we can sharpen so that when life hits hard uh when you know you get out a little toolbox and you've got all these primed, ready uh, tools and skills and uh, you, you're just more equipped to be able mm -hmm. to navigate mental health. And, you know, we can talk all day about how like, oh, yeah, but like going to the dentist is like more important because it's like physical health. Mental health is for your brain. And I would argue that your brain is <laughs> I was just going to argue that a tad important cuz you know you can live without your teeth. You can. You you don't need teeth. But that's <laughs> yep. a stupid thing to say. <laughs> you know, hold to on, say I'm like choking. Hold on, I'm going <laughs> to choking. <laughs> I'm nothing. Like just air just start Yeah, for choking. sure. <clears throat> okay. All right. All right. Continue. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Back to my point. Uh you don't need teeth to live. You yes. don't you don't need to have teeth, but that's a stupid point to make. If I was to argue with right. you, if you were to tell me I needed to go to a dentist and I started saying like, well, I don't like need teeth, okay. um, that'd be ridiculous. And right. if you think going to the dentist is important, just imagine how important it is to take care of your brain. Right. And like the and other thing I too, to I, I just watched... Um, He's kind of like an influencer now, but he's also, he's, um, he's a DO and his name is Dr. Mike. Um, and I love him. Okay. And so he just did this interview. Yeah. Um, he does like family medicine. So he's, he's a doctor. He's a literal, like he's a licensed 
practitioner. And again, he has this holistic view and he was talking about how um, sometimes when we have trauma or things that are very upsetting and we're just shutting it down in our brain all the time, it then manifests as physical chronic pain elsewhere. So his approach, sometimes when these really healthy people come in, they're like, you know, they're in shape, they work out, they eat well, they like, you know, like these very like healthy people. And they're like, they're not athletes, though. You know, they're just people who are like, very generally taking care of themselves, should not in a way should not is a terrible way to describe it. But you know what I mean? Should not technically have like, elbow pain, right? So he's like, well, then what I do in those circumstances is I sit down and I start talking to them about a little bit more than just like their physical symptoms. Like, hey, like, how's life been lately? Like, what's going on? And typically he finds out that these people are going through something that's very psychologically like just kind of laying on them and it's just manifesting in their body as physical pain. And there are actual. Yeah. It's it's like a silly um... thing to say, but like very real like yeah um and there are so many i mean think about just like the this makes sense right because if we also think about the placebo effect right in a clinical trial or any sort of research whatever whatever we're doing here let's say it's a clinical trial um you have you want to study the effects on the body without the medication so you give them a placebo which let's say it's an injection of some sort it could be just like a saline solution um, but they don't know if they're getting the real, they're blinded. So they don't know if they're getting the real drug or the placebo. Sure. Um, but we've seen with the placebo effect, people who do get the placebo tend to have like these, they they might believe they're getting the medication. And because of that, their symptoms for whatever we're trying to treat with the drug we're testing start to decrease, which is phenomenal. Like, can you like, what? Like, the I brain. think that that's, that's proof enough that our brain is just like. Dope as shit. Yeah. So <laughs> scientifically I, dope yeah, as shit. Yes. So the reason I, I bring all this up is because like, is just to kind of back your point of like preventative care, right? If we, if we learn in these moments, how to deal with our stress and just kind of the everyday things of life, because let's face it, it doesn't matter if you have any sort of mental health issue. If you are living and breathing, life is fucking hard sometimes, man. Like, we all go through shit that's hard to deal with. Whether or not you think you're okay dealing with it, you might be. You might deal with it well. But, like, doesn't it help to be able to have someone who, like, isn't going to judge you for what you say to sit down yeah. and be like, dude, this fucking sucked. Like, here's yeah. my thoughts on it. And then just to have someone have this, like, conversation with you about it and to kind of break it down a little bit better, I think is, I would argue, is beneficial for literally everyone. Yeah. Like, and and I think that's what, what it a lot of it comes down to. You know, I can't speak universally, obviously, but a lot of people I know who are resistant to therapy, it's this idea that, uh, like, why can't I, it's the idea that if I'm going to therapy, I cannot handle the stress coming at me, which is like, I understand that as an insecurity. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially in older, older generations, just want to feel like, well, no, I can handle it. I'm okay because, you know, admit it. And this is, this was a thing for forever where if you were going to therapy, that was like a sign of weakness of like, oh, you can't right. handle because stress, being stressed, being depressed, being anxious has been looked down upon for forever. It's, I mean, only now it's the, it's looked down upon 
less so now than it ever but has it been. But it still is. But it still 100% yeah. is. And even, you know, to a degree where, like, most people, I would say now, younger people especially, know that it's wrong to look down on that. But they still will look down on themselves right for not being able to handle it. and recognize like no like if someone needs to go to therapy they should go to therapy and i support therapy and that's so important but i'm okay i i don't i i can handle it right and it's just not a comment on your abilities it's Correct. i think i think more so in my mind i i feel like being able to let go of pride a little bit and you know kind of which is a tough thing to say but like yep recognize recognize that people who have dedicated their entire careers to studying the brain and behavior are just going to be more knowledgeable than you are right. I, I don't think that's any kind of statement about you in if no it's it's it goes along with the whole like ignorance is bliss right like Mm -hmm. like you you can't tell that maybe there is something wrong if you don't know that this is not right and i want to just kind of the reason i'm cutting you off for this is because this also no, relates to kind of the way i've dealt with medication um like initially before i went on medication we'll do a whole nother episode on like that for sure <laughs> but just as like a little quick um like side note about it is like i felt that way about medication why can't my brain function you know, mm -hmm. without I for a long time, yeah. medication, like why, like, like, why am I sad if I'm not taking my Zoloft? Like, I yep. don't understand why I can't fix that. And, and what I've come to learn, and it took me a long time. I was so hell bent on not going on medication for a really, really long time. Same. And then I had a pretty terrible time <laughs> where I was literally just like living in my bed for like a week. And I was like, Hmm, this is not normal behavior. And if I didn't have the education that I did about what is and isn't normal behavior, I don't know if I would have noticed that. But because I was starting to put together these pieces of things that I was like learning, I was like, no, this is, this is not like people don't stay in their bed and don't eat for four days. Like yeah. people don't not look at their phone and talk to the people that they love for four days. Like that's not yeah. normal. Um, I stopped taking care of myself like this is extreme like hygiene wise as well right sure. and they say that yeah. like that's like one of the first things to go is when you're really depressed you stop taking care of yourself you stop showering yeah. you stop eating you just kind of like deteriorate and yes I had a lot of like external things going on at the time too that was like contributing to it and making it way worse than it would have been on its own right um but once I went on medication my entire perspective of like everything kind of changed and i had this moment of like hey if i need to take this to function like a normal person and to never feel that way again i'm gonna take it and i feel yeah. blessed that i got lucky with the medication i was first put on because sometimes it's trial and error but um yeah man like I would never do it again without it. And you know no. what? That's fine. And I've come to accept that. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because again, like with what you were saying, it was a moment of me being like, is this a weakness that I have to take a medication to feel like everybody else feels and yep. just to be normal? Yeah. No. And, and, <laughs> like, uh, no. The answer is no. Yeah. Uh, I had said something last season, like a piece of advice that I was given that has really like rocked my world like just just really changed the way i've looked at myself and a lot of other things and it's the idea referring specifically to like gym trainers um you know they're not yeah. 
they're not that fit because they're trainers they're trainers because they're that fit right uh, and and there's nothing wrong with it but like those are people that just definitely i mean i can't speak universally i'm sure there are a lot of trainers out there that had a whole have a whole story of how difficult it was for them to get into the shape that they're in but people who have an easier time maintaining that physical fitness that level of physical fitness are totally going to gravitate to being trainers because right. it's like you're going to gravitate to whatever career, whatever position comes easier to you because why would you not? In that right. same sense, people aren't like people aren't not spending a week in bed because they're having the same crises as you and they're so good at handling it. They're right. not spending a week in bed because that's just not what's going on in their brain. Right. And I think a big part of therapy for me was understanding, like, if you're gravitating toward a certain behavior, like staying in bed and like not like stress eating and, you know, all these different behaviors, it's just because you've got something different going on. It's, it's not, I, I definitely used to think that, oh, everyone in the world can just handle their stress better than me and their anxiety and their depression better than me um and i'm just not good at it and the reality is that i just feel it yeah i'm not even saying more just differently uh it just right. comes out differently and that's just because you're a unique you, person right and you also don't know what's going on behind closed doors right like you, you don't, don't really know like like so there's this I feel like I've been talking about songs a lot today, but there's this Paramore song called Fake Happy. And I think this is the yeah. perfect example of it. Have you heard it? I have. I have. Heard yeah. It. She says that if she smiles with her teeth, she bets you'll believe her. So, yeah. you know, like, you don't know. You never know. Like, I had people who were like, I had no idea you felt that way. Or I had no yeah. idea you were going through that. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're also like, living in the age of social media where you can completely, completely control your image. Uh, if you're savvy in social media, which most people our age are mm -hmm. now, um, you can just totally build this perception of what your mental health looks like. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like to just, just kind of... it's not necessarily true. Right. And I, and I feel like that kind of goes along with the whole point just in general that we're trying to make today where it's like, it's again, it's not, you don't know what other people are going through. So stop comparing yourself to you. Yeah, to, no, I mean, stop comparing sense. yourself to them and just find out what you need for you. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, like, and I think I, I give this advice to all of my friends because it's something that I've, I, I still constantly give it to myself and I'm sure I've told you. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like this is my go-to thing. <laughs> so I will give it to all of my friends here at Mental Sync too. Right. Um, you can't be you if you're not taking care of you. You can't do the things that you want to do. You can't love the things that you want to love if you're not taking care of you because you're not you. And we need to recognize that at the end of the day, the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is just take care of ourselves. And yeah. that's something that I'm actively working on every day. And yeah, it's I also, hard, man. it is, it is. But I mean, when it comes to like therapy, again, like if you, if you feel like you need therapy, you probably do. First yeah. of all. <laughs> and second, if you feel like you don't need therapy, you probably do. <laughs> um, yeah, there is no literally, world. 
where no one needs therapy. Yeah, like, no, we there, all need there... some sort of output for all of our crap. Right, and even I think the word "need" is the biggest what bothers people the most is like well i don't i don't need therapy right and that's fine no you don't you don't need a dentist you don't need yeah like and you know what you might never go to a dentist but take such good care of your teeth that everything's all good and fine great um but don't you want to go to the professional that can see the things that you can't because yes the idea that you're I, I just have to comment on your dentist analogy because this is so relevant to my life too. Because I I had a traumatic experience with a dentist my freshman year of college. I broke like this back molar oh. eating a muffin. What? What kind of muffin? <laughs> no, it, was a chocolate. Muffin? <laughs> it was a chocolate chip muffin, but the One sugar, you know the ones from Duncan? Muffin? You know the yeah. ones from Duncan and yeah. how they have the big sugar crystals? So there was something oh going on back God. here that I just didn't know about. And it literally broke the back of my tooth off. That's awful. It was That's terrible. Extremely painful. But anyway, so I go to the dentist and he's an asshole and yeah. um, basically just traumatizes me and then char- tries to charge me like a bajillion dollars and then told me that all of my teeth were decaying and that I would need to get all of my teeth filled. And I was like, mm, never going to the dentist again. These fuckers are liars. I was like, never again. Because there are some dentists, just like there are some therapists, that aren't great at their job and are what doing what they're doing for money. And that's yeah. just a reality. But anyway, so I decided after that moment that I wasn't going to go to the dentist again. And I didn't go to the dentist for about six years. Mind you, in that time, I was re-diagnosed with my rheumatoid arthritis. I was on that, like that awful drug methotrexate but if you need it and you have to take it take it i just didn't react well to it um and i guess it started to because it's a really really low dose of chemotherapy um it started to kind of dissolve my teeth and although i take good care of my teeth i didn't know my teeth were dissolving because why would i yeah (laughs) and that's like not the real word for it but they were basically just kind of like it just i mean it breaks down i was losing hair i just had a i had a bad reaction to it it just is what it is yeah um and so when i went to the dentist six years later he like literally looked at my mouth for about like because i was having pain like there was a tooth that was just like extremely painful and so when i went in there and he looked he was like hey have you he instantly he's like are you taking any kind of like drugs that like suppress your immune system or like do blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I was. And he was like, well, he's like, I'm going to have to fill a bunch of your teeth because unfortunately, like there's a lot of like, these holes have like developed like really deep in these back molars because when you take these medications, like this is a side effect from it. Wow. So again, I take good care of my teeth. I like to think I take good care of my teeth. Yeah. But I still had something going on that I didn't, know was going on and the I wasn't even having pain because of that reason I was having pain because just I just there was just some issue like in my like a nerve but anyway um they literally like I went and I found out that I needed like 12 fillings (laughs) like I was and he was like again he's like we don't like this doesn't look like the type of situation and he knew just looking in my mouth again some i would have never known it he was like this isn't someone who doesn't take care of their teeth he's like you actually have really nice teeth like i could tell that you're like you have good teeth like dental hygiene yeah, yeah yeah um and then he was like but this looks like literally what i see with people who are on like hardcore chemo drugs Damn. and again methotrexate shouldn't do that to everybody 
but I just had my body just didn't like it. So I started losing hair. Like I literally wear like these are my real nails, but un but there's like a really thick layer of like acrylic because ever since I was taking these drugs, um, my nails, same thing, got really soft. So they break all the time. So this was my way of being like, well, I wanna still be able to like do my nails and whatever. Yeah. But again, wouldn't you think it makes sense that that also does it to your teeth? And I was losing hair and whatever. So again, I just like this is why I had to comment on your little dentist yeah. analogy because hey, it's, it's a, literally I think so it's a relevant. Great analogy. It's it's the the idea is just that you you don't even if you're okay, even if you're fine, even if you're not feeling the physical effects. There are trained professionals that just know more. They just know more than you, and that's okay. And some of them are yeah. assholes. And that is – it's good to know that if it's not working for you – like, if you're seeing a therapist and that's not making you feel good, that is a bad therapist. Right. Um, or at maybe to be a little kinder to that, it's not the right match, and that's right. okay. And that's why it's important to explore because there are so many – there is not one kind of therapy at all there's right you know we talked about the different tools that you can build but like there's therapy that's a little more like some people i mean what it depends on would is you like what, me to talk on this because i would like <laughs> I... to i'd like to get my little my quick little summary from my experience yes. is there are therapists that are gonna say hey despite what you're telling me i'm gonna give it to you straight i'm gonna give you the rough and tough this is what you need to do this is how you got to be doing this You've got to start thinking in these ways. And some people need that. And I think that's okay. But if that's not what you need, that's extremely intrusive and aggressive. And some people respond mm -hmm. very, I, I don't respond to someone saying like, do these things. I'll be like, no, you know, <laughs> yeah, right? get the fuck, get, no. It's like when your mom tells you to make your bed. It's like, you like... know what? There's nothing I would rather do less right now than make my bed. <laughs> just because, it, no, just because it'll appease you. No. Yep. Yep. Um, but you know, what I benefit from is the type of, I, I think this is another good point is that, uh, a reason I was resistant to therapy for a while is because I like to solve problems and I like to solve my own problems. And that's, mm -hmm. I think how a lot of people feel is like, I don't want to go to a therapist and lose my autonomy over right. my life, which I think is incredibly fair and relevant, which is why for people like that, people like me. Uh, the kind and people like you, I think the the type of therapy that you want is someone that's going to say, hey, you can solve this by yourself and I'm going to show you how to solve it or, by yourself. Or they don't show you how, but they they kind of like throw in these little like. Right. They I'm going to guide you to think of the yes. right questions and yes. like, oh. You know, it, it, the big stereotype of why do you feel this way in therapy? Like, it's funny to think like, oh, that's all therapist says because that's not true. But right. there's a real truth to like, it's really simple cliche advice. But some people, you just need to start thinking like, why do I feel this way? Right. <laughs> because yeah. it's all for a deeper reason that probably has nothing to do with anything you would consciously be thinking about. And Right. And yeah. I think the reason I also like was like, Oh, do you want me to speak on this was mainly because there's these moments of like, where you just kind of need that. But then there's also like these different types of therapy that people use, like there's different like approaches to it. Right. So like, for example, one of my, well, now I only have one, but one of my therapists did like CBT, which is like cognitive behavior training, where it's like mm -hmm. one of those things where you're just kind of like, 
focusing on like let's figure out how to change like this behavior that's going on that's like repetitive but then there's also like more extreme forms of therapy if you need something like I do because I have PTSD where it's called EMDR and it's I eye movement EMDR is so uh, cool. desensitization eye movement something wait, 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 we're gonna wait, google wait, it wait, wait no I don't no 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 I want to do something cooler than google it don't look it up it's uh, okay, but I, I remember what it was. But I have this eye book. movement desensitization and but reprocessing. I... Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I have this book here that my therapist gave or not gave to me, but recommended to me, and then I bought on my own. Uh, getting past your past, which is ah, uh, which is something I drop. Uh, and it's take control of your life with self self help techniques from EMDR therapy, and it's this mm -hmm. idea that you can definitely explain better than me. So I want to go first so I can give the botched version of it. But okay, love that. Uh, it, basically, it's that a therapist will help you just by moving your eyes in certain directions. It, it In the same way that when you are thinking, you tend to be like looking up or if like a direction that you're looking from my understanding has some kind of correlation to the type of thinking, the type of something that your brain is doing yeah you'll roast me for getting that wrong but the idea being that um certain eye movements will actually help you unlock memories um which can be an emotional an, an emotional process but it can unlock these these deeper things that you still have subconsciously going on that you just did not know um was still affecting your present life um that's the botched version. Emily, give me the real scientific version. <laughs> so basically, um, basically that's all wrong. What, no, actually you're pretty like you're, you're pretty close. Okay. Um, all right. I didn't so finish the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's about bilateral stimulation, which is like, uh, horizontally, like back okay. and forth and back and forth, you know, like left to right, left to right. And there's a couple ways you can do that. Like one of the ones we use is like tapping. Um, and you'll see people do this to calm yeah. them down. Like oh, sometimes yeah, you see people doing that. this. This is a good way to like calm it's yourself like to down. to ground yourself during the, the So basically right? what we do, what the, the big focus for me at least is the like desensitization and reprocessing part of it, right? So we mm. do this either bilateral stimulation through tapping or sometimes I follow like a, a dot and we, we talk about kind of just like what the traumatic thing is. Um, it brings up a lot of stuff. It really does. Like things that you wouldn't even think would be like triggers end up being triggers. And it's really intense. And like, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. like might, you need be, to have... might be better to like be used to therapy before. Yes. Yeah. That was the biggest thing is like before that. we even did this. Well, that's the thing is they won't recommend it unless they really think you need it because it's right. really intense and they have to make sure that you have the tools to be able to deal with these triggers as they come up. Um, so a lot of my PTSD is around like death, just because I've lost a lot of people in my life and I'm like, I just struggle with it. And so even me being able to talk to you about this right now in this way is a big sign that it's working. But yeah. so for example, one of my triggers was vitamin water because my cousin and I used to drink vitamin water and freeze it. And like, so I never knew it was a trigger because I never wow. had the trigger until I started doing like EMDR. And one day I was with Danielle and we were at, um, 
we were at like Walmart or something and we were at getting like Subway. Cause you know how there's like a Subway in every Walmart? Every Walmart. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I went and I got, I pulled out a vitamin water. I was like, oh my God, I haven't had this flavor in forever. This is what me and my cousin used to drink. Like I got like super excited about it. I opened it and the smell of it like hit me and I started bawling. And was like, oh this God. is just whatever. So um, now I drink vitamin water about daily. Wow. <laughs> Ever since this experiment experience, I will literally go and get a vitamin water every day, um, which is so strange. But I don't have any reaction to it anymore. But basically, good, so while you're doing this like bilateral stimulation, they talk to you about these traumatic events and you kind of like what you're working to do is like dissociate that negative connotation around like whatever that trauma is and starting to like really fill that with like more of a I don't want to say positive but sometimes more of a neutral um yeah yeah feeling so again it's really intense it brings up a lot of random shit um but I would say it's 110% worth it if you can deal with it the right way um but anyway, I bring that up because there are just different types of like severities of therapy and what you do and all this other stuff. And um, my last point that I'll make before we wrap it up today is I have a friend who doesn't want to go to therapy because they're afraid of like the therapist sending them somewhere like for like because they're like, well, what if they find out some of the things I think about and what if this is just like really like because they know that something's going on and they're struggling to like bring it up they're and they're afraid like, what of if what this the is answer so is. yes yeah um yeah. and i That's would just like to say thing. that um the only time that a th- i don't even know to be honest i don't even know if a therapist i think they can i think anybody can um but anyway i don't know what it's called in every other state but like in massachusetts um it's like a, they're sectioning you um basically if you're a harm to yourself others or children mm-hmm. um and that's the only time they can really do, like, if they think you're a harm to yourself, or they think that you're a harm to others, or you're a harm to children, <laughs> right? Um, which falls under other, but, you know, the severity of that is just different. <laughs> um, yeah. They can technically section you so that you're on, like, a 72-hour psych hold, and you have to be put somewhere just because they're worried about your safety or someone else's safety. Um, but, like that's like in severe cases and most of the time you might think that it's really like fucked up to think a certain way and if it's really not like it might not be it might be but it might not be (laughs) but you get what i'm trying to say it's like one of those things where it's like they can't do anything to you like they're just gonna help you kind of work through why you're thinking certain things or whatever and you know if it is that severe then they can do something about it but most of the time it's it seems bad in your head because it is bad to you and you know it's not normal but it's not like that level of like severity unless it is and if it is then good you should be on a 72 hour cycle <laughs> i mean right like it's it's they're not going to do that to you i i would even say probably like they're not going to do that to you just because you've been having levels of thoughts that like I'm not sure I don't want to I don't want to trigger anyone here but you know if you're having uh extreme depressive episodes um if your like life is like has been in danger I don't Mm -hmm. believe that a therapist would say oh well let's just put you 
like let's just no. like do this that's something you can openly talk about with a therapist right but and I, if they're I, again, like oh i can't let you go home tonight because of the state that you're in then it's a good thing you went to them and it's a good thing that like, right that's and, a whole thing i can't really another and so I can like a little bit, um, I've never been like placed anywhere and this is going to be a trigger word warning for like mm -hmm. to talk about like suicide and things like that. Um, like I have openly said to my therapist, I don't have any, I don't have a plan and I don't have any, like, what, like I would never actually hurt myself, but I definitely have had thoughts about like, what if I didn't exist? Like, what if like, or like, I wish I wasn't alive. And not that that's like the truth per se, but I, I know myself well enough and to know that like, I would actually never act on that. And like, I'm afraid of death. So like, right. Like, yeah. you know, I like just can't die. I just don't want to die. But, but like, I had thoughts like handle hearing that. Right. So the reason I bring that up is mainly just because like, when I have expressed that they of course ask the appropriate questions. Well, do you have a plan? Have you ever tried to harm yourself before? Blah, 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 blah. Like they're going to have the tools in their own professional toolbox to know whether or not you are an actual harm to yourself. Um, but I say that because it is okay to admit those things, right? Like it is okay to yeah. say like, I have definitely struggled with this. And I definitely like had moments where I was like, I wish I wasn't alive anymore. But I also knew in those moments, I was like, well, I don't have a plan and I'm afraid of hurting and dying. So <laughs> I'm just not going to do anything. And I don't mean to laugh about it, but it's more so like no, a, it, a nervous, yeah. a nervous reaction to sharing that truth. But, yeah. um, but yeah, and just for the record, I don't feel that way now. It was a past experience. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you have done tremendous, tremendous work on yourself. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Anyway, I bring that up before we wrap up, mainly because I just want to say that it doesn't matter what's going on in your head in that sense. Like it matters, but like if you, you're afraid to talk about it, you need you probably need to talk about it. Like there's probably a little bit something deeper going on there. Um, mm. And that even if you don't have anything severe going on, it's really helpful to just have an unbiased point of view um, to help you kind of break down just the crazy world that we live in today. There's a lot going on guys yeah there's, there's 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 a lot happening and uh you know what talk it out yeah talk so um to wrap up i guess our first thing um always the first time of season two saying it is pet some therapy dogs no you can't any pet dog, therapy any dog. dogs yeah uh, you can if it's yours or if it's <laughs> if it's like if like if you're in college and they're like hey here are therapy dogs for you to pet. Um, yes, but, but Emily tells me I have to. Uh, you can't just go up and pet someone's therapy dog because they're work working. The dog's and they're, working. They're being so good and so good at their job and you can't distract them no matter how tempting <laughs> it might be to give them a little love. But, you know, just pet a regular dog. Any dog. <laughs> You act like the regular dogs aren't good enough. The regular dogs are great. They're so good. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's not that the therapy dogs are better. It's just, I feel like, why am I not allowed to pet all the types of dogs? I don't like oh that there's a, a type of dog that I am being restricted from petting like and giving love to. But I feel like I, you you're know. having one of those moments, like it's inaccessible, so I'm in love with it. Like it's, uh, it's like I just want to be able to pet all the dogs, and 
it's tough. It's tough to cope with the fact that there are dogs that you have to leave alone. But yeah, you know, I'm trying to grow in that way. <laughs> Maybe you should talk to your therapist about that. <laughs> I will. I'll talk to my. I'll. I could I get a therapy dog? Now that's not to say a dog like that. Not a typical therapy dog, but like a dog that I could talk to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk to a therapy dog about that. I won't pet the dog. But I'm going to find you a therapy know, listen, dog on the street. If and you, just... If you can't find a therapist, because, you know, it's hard to find a therapist right now, Very just hard. start talking to dogs. Start talking to dogs. And you know what? You never Honestly, know which one of them might be a therapist. <laughs> I would like to argue that they're all therapists. Every dog is innately a therapist. I would also like to say that some people might think you're crazy enough that they'll call somebody and then you'll end up with a therapist. <laughs> and there you go. And then it all worked out. And that's so, how you get a therapist. Just kidding. There's no downside. Pets and anyway, dogs. so yeah, so pet some dogs yeah. and we all need therapy. That's point number two. For we sure. all need therapy. And point number three is going to be love yourself. Love Have yourself. Have some compassion for oh, yourself. Guys, you're doing such a good job. This we is hard. We are so proud of you and living, we love you. Living and being alive today in this world, it's not easy. You're doing a great job. Big facts. You're, hanging in it. you're listening to our podcast, which means... You're you clearly, might need therapy too. You might. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kidding. I was trying to say something along the lines of like you're listening to our podcast, so like you I don't know it can't all be that bad. I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> something to no, be like, available of like you it's it's you if you're making time for us, you can make time for yourself. I think that's a better piece of advice. Facts, but we're pretty great. Yeah, we're all right. We love you. Maybe that's enough. <laughs> we love you and we're proud of you and we hope you have some dogs to pet. And if you don't, find a dog and go pet it. Just anywhere. And talk Unless to it. Yes, talk to it. it. It will probably respond with a wagging tail if you start talking to it. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. You're doing great. So good. And we'll see you next time on Mental Seek. Mental Seek. Are we happy?